welcome to Dating for the 50 Plus Crowd. I'm your host, David Kiley, and my co-host is Adrian Lenhoff. Hello, Adrian. Hello. How are you? How do you feel about our first episode? I'm feeling pretty good about it. How about you? <laughs> me, me too. Me too. And uh, we, uh, we have some great topics uh, ahead of us um, for the first handful that we're going to upload uh, to the podcast platform. Uh, today's is Deal Breakers. The next one that we do is about uh, uh, profiles and, and security when it comes to building your profile on, um, on one of the dating apps. And then we're going to talk about the X factor, the thing that we're all looking for uh, to sort of separate the wheat from the chaff. We're looking for the X factor in a partner. And uh, but let's get going with our um, our topic for today for episode two, which is deal breakers. Now, one of the things we talked about in our first episode is uh, which was all about how dating in your 50s is different than when you were a lot younger is that I don't remember having a lot of deal breakers when I was, say, 25. How about you, Adrian? Not as, not as many as, as there are now. <laughs> That's for sure. Now, what, what's your opinion about deal breakers? Like, do you have a lot? I'll go into what mine are uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a few minutes, but do you feel like you have a lot of deal breakers? I, I, have, I have several deal breakers. I, I don't know if you would say that there are a lot. It's well, just, I think, the point of my life where I'm at. Yeah, all right. Well, sh share some of your deal breakers first. I, you know, one, one deal breaker is, is, you know, if you're not over, you know, if they're not over their ex or they're talking about their ex and sense, you know, incessantly, you know, that's, that's a red flag and that's definitely a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Um, have you had that? Have you been out with somebody who, who did a lot of talking about their ex? Oh Yeah. Like, Absolutely. In, what, in what context were they complaining about them a lot or you know i i have seen several different you know spectrums with with this um the the first is the person who is talking about their ex and i i had one guy who would talk about his ex and wanted me to see pictures of his ex and even showed me pictures of his ex's parents oh, and his geez. ex's parents house and you know just um weird you know, made made weird. cut out hearts and put his initials in and my initials in and you know had done these things with his ex and it's like okay, just substitute this person for that person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but, you know. <laughs> I, you, you're right. There, there, is a, uh, there is a zone of unhealthiness that is, it's, it's off-putting. Like, I, I will, um, and, and I don't think I was unfair in this situation. I went out with somebody for a few months. And I was aware that they were a widow 
that, that, or that she, she, she is a widow. And, um, you know, as we got to know each other, she told me a little bit about uh, the experience that she had with him, that they had been, uh, got married when they were young in their early 20s, and it was a very happy marriage, and that uh, he died of an illness, and she was, you know, caregiver for, for a while. And, um, and I thought that's all good personal history. But then over a couple of months, I, there was like some reference to him. Now, they, he had been gone for like 10, 11, 12 years. But every time we were together, there was some reference to him. And it's not ultimately the reason why we, we broke up, or I should say I broke up with her. It was other reasons, which I'll probably get into in another episode. But, um, but in this case, after the breakup, I really, and I was talking to a friend, I said, you know, I really got the idea that she was never over that first marriage and that she wasn't looking so much for a new love. She was looking for someone to replace that one. Exactly. And, and that's very different. And, and in fact, she had been, she'd gotten married on the rebound a couple of, uh, just a couple of years after uh, her, her husband had passed away. And I was able to put the stories that she told me about that marriage into greater perspective, you know, kind of at the point where I, I wanted to end things because I really felt like I, I, it, this was not about me. This was about me standing in somebody else's clothes, you know, frankly, that she still had in the closet <laughs> and, and yeah. Yeah. So, so that's excessive talk about, Excessive talk is, is, is about the ex in, in, in either a longing way or I also think excessive talk about an ex in, in like negative harsh ways. Well, and, they, and, and that was the next one I was going to bring up is, is, you know, there's, you know, the, the side of things too where um, the person, the person is speaking so harshly and so negatively or so bitterly about about their acts and in you know number one when it's when it's new and and you know rel you know the the end of the relationship is relatively new but the other side of it is people who are bearing you know grudges and and anger um in a protracted yeah. way. Um, and that's, you know, and that's a signal too, because, you know, how are they referring to that person? How are they talking about that person? What are they saying? And, and what type of anger is coming out of them? Because it's showing you a side of them that, that personally I like to avoid, you know, Without trying, uh, just as I, you know, have told um, people I've dated uh, my personal story, one of the things that I, I mention is that uh, uh, is that I have a great relationship with with my ex, and that you know we share a, a son, uh, 
And so it's been to the benefit of all of us that we maintain a supportive friendship. And um, I think it's not only been great for my son, but it's also been great for the two of us. And when I talk about how we spend, often spend holidays and birthdays and Father's Day and Mother's Day and Thanksgiving, you, you know, things like that together, um, it's viewed by the other person uh, almost in, in one case, they, they, I detected some jealousy, but everybody else that I've told that to, to them, it's an indication that I'm, I'm healthy and that, uh, you know, sort of healthy in, in terms of a, a, a potentially healthy relationship person, you know, right. because, because I'm not carrying around all this baggage. I, you know, I don't, I mean, I, it's, it's a miracle to me um, sometimes that two people who share custody of a child uh, will go years without talking or, or having much of any interaction. And during the years that they're sharing custody, you know, it's like it's a drop off at the other person's house and drive off and that's it. And, uh, you know, like I can't imagine that. Uh, I, you know. No, I, I have the same, you know, I have a very similar situation to, to you, David, you know, um, I think as you, as you know, I have, I have a friendly relationship with my ex. Um, we have done holidays together for the benefit of our child. When we moved our child to college, we traveled together to um, get her moved in. Um, we communicate with each other. Um, and, and we are, you know, we are on a friendly basis. And I think part of it is, is showing, you know, is showing our child that even when a marriage or relationship between two adults, um, disintegrates that, you know, you can still coexist, you can still co-parent. Um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there who um, are, are still in that phase or in that state where, you know, their ex is public enemy number one. And, you know, when you hear somebody talking super negatively about their ex, um, when you're running into people who, um, potentially still have, um, kids that are not yet 18 mm -hmm. and they are taking out their anger and their frustration on those children, you know, the anger and frustration that really, if, if they're angry with their ex-spouse, they should be directing it there, not to the kids. Those to me are all red, red flags. Um, yeah. I I'm governed by the, the idea. And I, this, may sound like a platitude, but it's not, it's really the truth. And it, it, it helps, I think it's helped manage our, our family and our relationship, which is that, you know, I tell my son, your mom and I love and support each other still, but here's the lesson. 
not everybody that you love and support, you're also meant to be married to. And, and those are two very different things. And, and I think that once that idea sunk in for him, I think it helped all of us and, and uh, to, to carry on and to be, to still be a family, but yeah. with different swim lane markers and, you know, that kind of thing. And, right, right. And, you know, um, to this day, you know, if, if, uh, if one of us was in the ER or something, the, the other one would drop what they were doing to, to go, you know, it's and right. that's just the way it is. It's, uh, right. um, so a few more, uh, one, and I've encountered this, uh, and that is alcoholism and drug abuse. Um, and my deal breaker is that if you're an alcoholic or a, a drug addict, if you're in program, if you're in recovery and you're working the program and you're going to meetings and things like then it's then, then I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that because I've known a lot of people, a lot of people close to me uh, over the course of my life who were drug addicts and alcoholics. And I know that I would not want to partner with somebody who was a uh, active, non-recovering alcoholic or drug addict. I know that, that that's not something that I'd opt for. But I also know that um, you know it's a disease and people deserve the right to, um, to reclaim their lives. And I did date somebody uh, for about five months who was in recovery, who was going to meetings two and three times a week, who was really working their, their program. And it was all good. I mean, the reason why we stopped seeing each other had nothing to do with that. So. I have, I, I, I have a couple I want to, I want to bring up and I, mm -hmm. you know, but, but touching on your um, point, you know, I've met a couple people who, you know, have been, in program, both Alcoholics Anonymous and, you know, Narcotics Anonymous. And um, I, I, for me, I support anyone who is looking to make, make a change. And, you know, when you're with somebody, you want to be their partner and you want to support and help them. But maybe the people I met were too early into their recovery or were too much, um, you know, actively like every day going to everyday meetings and everything else. And I get that that's what, that's what, you know, you need to do and you need to do that for yourself. But in those instances, I, I personally felt that I wasn't necessarily the, the right person, or maybe the chemistry wasn't there. And, and the drive for me to want to be a partner, you know, and, and be there, you know, there through that, through that journey. Um, you know, you know I, what, you're, yeah, what you're saying is, is uh, I think one of the things that we should mention about deal breakers, because I have another one I'm going to talk about, which is a little sensitive. And that is that if you are really partnered up, this person has the X factor. This person has all the things that you've been looking for and you have a personal connection with your mind and your heart and you're all committed. 
then the other person's baggage, if you, if I can use that phrase, becomes a lot more uh, acceptable to help them shoulder. But I think when when somebody's baggage uh, foments, if you will, um, and you decide that this is not something I want to sign up for. It's not, I don't think in my case that it, it would, in the example I'll give a little, in, in a little while, I don't think that it's, it's uh, that I ended it with this person because of this baggage. I think really what it was, was that this baggage, uh, and I'm not sure I love that word, but I'll use it because we understand what it means. Um, that that person's baggage and as you maybe threw one shoulder into it, it actually revealed that you didn't feel strongly enough about this person, that the chemistry was not strong enough to put your other shoulder into it and to share all of that. Like it, 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 it revealed, you know, it's like the, the, when the pictures we've seen of Lake Mead drying up and all the stuff that's on the bottom of the, of, of, of the lake now that's showing itself, you know, whether it's old boats or, or skeletons or what have you, Yeah. you, you know? So it, it's, you have to take deal breakers and, and other people's baggage in perspective, I think. Right, right. And But the other side of it, too, is that, you know, I find people are on their best behavior. You know, a lot of them, when they're first meeting you or they're painting this rosy, inaccurate picture mm-hmm. of of who they are and what they have really, really going on at at the same time so you know a couple a couple um other examples are you know people that you know i find out you know are for example they say that they're a retired attorney or something like that yeah theoretically it might be correct but you know when you start leveling the conversation it turns out that they're a disbarred attorney <laughs> and you know i'm i'm sorry but dis yeah maybe you retired but you were forced into retirement you know and that leads to criminal offenses you know yeah. felons and um you know that type of stuff and in people not necessarily you know being forthcoming with that and I can understand you know I guess why somebody wouldn't want to necessarily be forthcoming but you know from the perspective of friends of mine for example you know friends that are still you know in a situation where they've got custody of minor children who haven't turned legally 18 by you know associating and being you know with somebody who's you know, a known felon or having been disbarred for ethics issues and things like that could cause them problems, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, that that being said, you know, another one is, you know, people who have, you know, tremendous financial issues yeah. or really don't have it together, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
you know, I've, I've run across people who present themselves on their profiles, you know, very, very well. I mean, it's almost like they had a PR consultant <laughs> putting their profile out there. And then you find out that they're living in a, an extended stay or, yeah. you know, and, and they've lost all their money and they're going to the casino every day. And yeah, that's yeah. how they're paying their extended stay. And there's a lot of people like that out there. And, you know, everybody you know, wants to find, you know, that holy grail of love and, and, and partnership and, you know, everyone ultimately is entitled to it, but, you know, those for me are, are kind of deal breakers or, or the ones that you meet, David, <laughs> that, um, that say, oh, I'm polyamorous or I'm bi, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, that's the other thing too. You know, our last episode, we talked about what's different between dating now versus, you know, dating in our twenties, you know, everybody now has to have a label, right? You know, it's, you know, are you a he or a them or a she, are you, you know, um, you know, from a sexuality standpoint, you know, are you polyamorous? Are you a sapiophile? Are well, you, I, you, you know, know, it's funny. And the first time I saw sapiophile or sapiosexual, I'm like, what the hell is that? So I had to look it up. And, and um, it turns out that I'm actually a good match for sapiophiles <laughs> because there's been a couple who have had that on their, on their profile and we, we got on, you know, very well. So I wanted to, I'll tell you what I want to do. I want to like, I want to skate across some of what I think are my more superficial deal breakers. I don't want to probe too much, but I'm just going to give, it's going to be like rapid fire. So uh, if I see a picture of a woman on a motorcycle, it's, it's, it's no. And, and the quick reason is I dated somebody who had a motorcycle and, uh, People who have motorcycles need to be mated with a person with a person who also has a motorcycle, because it's it's a thing, especially when the weather gets better, and this is what they want to do in the weekends. And if you can't share that, then I, I realized it's it's no bueno. It's just not going to work. Oh. Um, another thing is if they put in their profile uh, that they're wild about Disney. It's a deal breaker. Yes. Because I, uh, I, 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 it's not that I hate Disney. It's that people who love Disney like like to go every year. And I, I'm the next time I go to Disney, it's going to be with a grandchild. Like that's the adults who go to Disney with no kids. That's a mystery to me. Like I, I don't get it. So, but that's superficial for me. Um, here's another one. If you've, I'm always a little bit wary of women who post a lot of pictures in their profiles of them and their dog or dogs, plural. And it's not that I'm not, it's not that I don't like dogs. In my case, my favorite kind of dog is somebody else's. It's like, to me, a dog is like a boat. Like, I don't really want to own one. I like them, but the best kind are ones that belong to somebody else because they're too much responsibility. I don't have the lifestyle. 
to, you know, worry about a dog being alone for hours, you know, and just having to arrange my life around the dogs. I just, it's not a thing for me. And I absolutely will not sleep with dogs in the bed. So that's, and, and I've had, you know, I've had people, you know, sort of met even not people who wanted to get to know me, but just people who read that in, in my profile, they were like, what's your problem with dogs? And that was like, all. Oh. <laughs> um, and one more, maybe superficial thing, but this is one of those questions on OkCupid that they specifically ask. And that is, could you partner with somebody who was really messy? And uh, I, I got to say, it's a hard no. I'm not Felix Unger. That's a reference to the odd couple for those who, you know, may not know. He was a neat freak. But I did date somebody for a little while. And the first time I we went over to their house, it was a pigsty. Hoarders! <laughs> hoarders! And, no, she wasn't a hoarder. Was not a hoarder. That's, by the way, hoarding is a deal breaker. But <laughs> this is not a hoarding situation. This was somebody who was a slob. And, and so there was just stuff and debris all over the, you know, all over the house, including the bedroom and like, I, I, and it was just, it was so off-putting that I was just like, yeah, no, I, uh, I can't live this way. <laughs> I know yeah. I can't live with this person. So those are my, I just wanted to skate through some of the more superficial and maybe eccentric of my deal breakers <laughs> what about well smokers you know okay you know um <clears throat> i'm a former smoker and i can't i can't stand to be around smoke mm -hmm. um you know and and i you know maybe specifically would put that in a profile or something and then you still get all these people who smoke mm -hmm. you know um how, how about anyone who, any man who posts um, multiple pictures holding fish up? Yeah. Right. <laughs> or, 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 or wildlife that they've killed or something like that. Um, not very attractive. Or firearms, um, not so much um, within my interest. Um, the other is shirtless, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, I... I personally would never, well, I don't own a gun. <laughs> so that's a, I don't really fish enough to have caught anything I'd want to put up on in the picture. And I definitely wouldn't, uh, my best side is not my shirtless side. So let's just. <laughs> you know, or, or the other ones who, who message you you know, and, 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 and just, you know, are, are basically hitting you up or something like that, you know, mm -hmm. immediately, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like if somebody propositions you for a hookup on, on the first, it, it, that's an indication that they're, that they're trolling. I will say this though about something you just said. And I don't know if this is what you meant. I don't really want to invest a lot of time messaging somebody with like, four, you know, three or four paragraphs or something. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of thought when I've actually spent a lot of time on my profile. So, you know, 
I might have said something to someone. My thing would be, hey, you sound, you know, like the most I'm going into is uh, you sound really interesting and you're lovely. Um, if you if you're interested in in my profile, I'd love to chat because I, I, I'm not I don't have all day to compose right, these messages. Kind of, but I mean, that's kind of normal what you're saying. I'm talking about these, you know, people who, you know, will look at, you know, a profile photo or something like that or a profile that I, I've had up in the past or friends have had up in the past where immediately they're, they're saying things like, you know, nice rack or something yeah. like that, you know, <laughs> where you're just like, uh, you know, what barnyard were you raised in? This, you know? this is the, before there was online dating, these are the guys who would pull up to a stoplight and and if they saw a woman an attractive woman in the car next to them they would like honk their horn and and go you know yo baby right that's exactly. like you know so I, I never understood what they thought they were going to get out of that but you know <laughs> the stoplight thing but um I, one last deal breaker before we we close this episode that i think is is very important um you know this country let's face it this country is divided and we, and since the Trump presidency happened, more and more, I, I've, and, and this goes for me, and I have it on my profile. If you think Trump is a good idea, swipe the other way, I'm not interested. And, you know, and, and I, I say that right, because I do not, I am not interested in, in dating anybody. I'm not even interested in meeting anybody. <laughs> thinks Trump is a good idea. So that to me is a big deal breaker. I hear from women that I know who are in dating apps that there seems to be a lot of Trumper men uh, on, you know, in, in the dating app. So go figure. I, you know, I just take their word for it. So <laughs> there's, you know, the other, the other is too, you know, the other deal breaker just, you know, before we close out, yeah. are these serial daters, mm -hmm. you know, or, or, you know, either people who can't be without a relationship yeah. or people who want to date, you know, multiple people and be, you know, at the same time sleeping with multiple people. Yeah, that's, for me, that's, that's no bueno. I, in the early going, I will confess that. So let's say, um, let's say I'm not in a relationship and I'm, I'm, I'm on the dating app and, you know, over the course of three or four days, three people, you know, send me messages or were a match or what have you. And we start planning a coffee uh meeting the first meeting well for a couple of weeks those like those three if i have coffee a coffee meet with all of them that they might overlap um but once and, and you know i'm just once i'm dating somebody it moves into the physical and and uh uh you know then, then, then I, it's, it's one person. I don't know any, I don't understand. 
I mean, I, I understand it. I don't agree with it. I think it's stupid for a variety of reasons to be sleeping with multiple partners. But, um, but I, I've did, serial dating. I don't know. I, I, I've certainly dated a lot. I don't know if I qualify as a serial dater. It sounds a little negative to me, but. <laughs> I, you know, the other is, is people who are, you know, um, try to be very controlling or try to be cutting you off from mm-hmm. your social circles, you know, yeah, that's, that's a, a relationship, you know, or trying uh, to create a codependent relationship. Yeah. Red, that's a red flag for sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so anyway, well, listen, I want to, I want to keep us to a reasonable length. And, um, so we're going to close out episode two and, uh, episode three, we're going to talk about, uh, your profile and security and uh, yeah, profile safety and security uh, will be our episode three. Thank you, Adrian, for the good, good conversation about deal breakers and red flags. I'm David Kiley and uh, for me and for Adrian Lenhoff, we will see you hopefully for episode three.